All right, howdy. Welcome back to Windley Mania, the greatest podcast you have never heard of. Brought to you by the band you have never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that band being Windley. You can find all sorts of Windley stuff on the internet, of course, at Windley underscore band. And on the Spotify, just look up Windley. You'll see our dumb faces. Mm-hmm. And on Apple and all the all the things you can listen to us on. And I am the best in the duck world, Andrew Reidner. And with me, as always, duck's best friend, Devin Hopkins. Howdy, howdy. Howdy. Quack. Quack, quack. Quack, quack. Quack, quack. Hey, hey, Devin, what's quacking, pal? How are you? Pretty good. Pretty, Pretty good. good? Pretty good. Um, we had a discussion beforehand. Yes. And, uh, you're I'm, under some uh, gastrointestinal distress, yeah, from which what I've I, gathered. I, oh Jesus! Which you know, sky is blue. Fuck. Sky God is blue. It. Grass is green. <laughs> yeah, I, I had uh, I, I I just you know had some chilies, um, and <sighs> I like chilies. You like chilies? I love chilies. Yeah, chilies is pretty good. Yeah. Um, and again, I said this to you. I don't. I don't know why, like just the, like ribs, they sound great. And you know, you you get chilies and maybe you get a little ribs with it. Mm -hmm. And uh, then you remember, oh yeah, these are kind of not the best. They're fine. And then they'll uh, get the job done. Sure. uh, They're not, you know, as near as good as actual like homemade on a grill or whatever have you, uh, smoker perhaps, yeah. uh, ribs. But um, they give you a lot of food at the Chili's, and uh, I have, I'm not opposed to a lot of food. Uh, you like flavor, as you've I, said before. I do. I like flavor. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just this was hitting me different I, today. I, I, I don't know. Which, did you go into like the Carolina Forest one or the Myrtle Beach uh, one? I think it was the Carolina Forest one. Okay. So... Uh, you think? Well, I have. <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was all a blur. <laughs> it, was, it was all a blur. Yeah. I don't, pretty, know, I don't know where I was. All I know that. is I was at Chili's. <laughs> let's leave it at that. All right. <laughs> um, and I, I just feel. I feel like I walked up, not a flight, but perhaps several flights of stairs. Uh. I don't know. It's 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 something something something's churning in me. I feel weird and and a little a little different. And uh, but nonetheless, it's Windley Mania time. And uh, you know we, we 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 like to talk about all sorts of stuff on Windley Mania. I mean, come on. We, come talk, on. we talked about uh, we talked to people about their music. Uh, we talk about uh, shows and our music, and we talk about uh, Fat Albert, the live-action Fat Albert. We talked about some Hulk Hogan. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk about wrestling. Oh, uh, sure, some wrestling. Some wrestling. Um, last week I talked about some comic books, and this week we got a we got another thing. Sorry, this chilies. Oh my god. Howard the Duck, baby. Howard the Duck, of course. That's what this is. You're, you you all know. That's, that's what it's titled. I feel so off, man. I, this Chili's. 
this chili gonna are you gonna make like, it through i i think i am um, i sure hope so i just feel different i feel like i'm turning into someone else it's sort of sort of weird yeah but, uh Hopefully, I hopefully right, by the I'm end someone of, else. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Hopefully, it doesn't uh, turn into anything like that. But Howard the Duck. Of course, there was a movie. And yes, it was a comic book. And uh, what year did this movie come out, Devin? I believe it was 1989. 1989. Is that right? I think I'm right. That sounds. How do we not know the year of the movie? <laughs> That's not something I wrote down. I mean, I, wrote, I didn't write down a whole lot. I just, I was so invested in the film that I didn't, like, I took some notes and I was like, all right, I need to pay attention. <laughs> like, I hadn't watched it in a while. So there was, like, some stuff that I had, like, kind of, like, forgotten about a little bit. So I was trying to just kind of write a few things down to, like, a couple little talking points. But I didn't write down a whole lot of info. But I was really just trying to pay attention to the movie and then really take it all in. Because it's really, there's, it's really a lot. I don't know if anyone... You haven't watched it highly recommend it's actually for free on tubi oh it's for free yeah i thought you had it on blu-ray i do have it on blu-ray but i was in the living room where my blu-ray player was not <laughs> and that's way too much work uh so i watched it for free on tubi with very minimal ads mind you very minimal ad interruption uh-huh. which gave me time to you know kind of just look up random crap i rented it you rented it yeah I always pay that that fine, that four dollars. That four dollars. You give to, Jeff uh, Bezos his four dollars. Uh, is he in charge of YouTube? Oh, uh, I don't know. He's in, uh, Mr. Mr. Tube. Yeah. So I I gave them four dollars to watch Howard the Duck. I don't know why I don't have this on a uh, physical release. Maybe I do, but I just don't have it with me. Uh, but anyways, Howard, our pal Howard. Yes. Uh, now. Outside of this movie, what is, uh, you know, what do you know about Howard? I don't, honestly, I don't know much. I just Why did you get this movie? Because I knew you you had this for a while, and it was kind of like... My uncle was like, this is a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) You talked about him last week. Yeah. And, you know, we've, you said we've gotten a lot of our, uh, how did you word it? Our, like... Just pop culture. Our knowledge. pop culture knowledge yeah. from a from a man who is uh, taste. Yeah, a man who is twenty years our senior. <laughs> yeah. So I thought he was thirty years our senior. He's like he's like he's like seventy years old. No, nah, he's seventeen. He's like thirty. Huh? Forty. Anyway, but I I remember I heard him talk about it, and I also I think I was I think I got it from like Best Buy or something, and he had like talked about it, and I like picked it. I he, or he was with me, so you should get that. And I was like, I looked at it, I was like, this is this looks kind of insane. I want to know everything about it, and then we watched it. Then I was like, all right, <laughs> this is this is right up my alley. Yes. So uh, interesting. So I came across Howard. I, I, okay, so it's kind of complicated. Your relationship with Howard My, the Duck is complicated. It's, it's complicated. On Facebook, it says it, it says it's complicated. So Howard, of course, is a, uh, he's a duck. He can talk. He smokes cigars. Yes. And he, apparently, he, according to Wikipedia, he's 27 in this film. 
in the movie. He's 27. Yes. It said he was 27. I guess, I guess if you zoom in on his license in that one scene, I guess it says he's 27. Uh, uh, Ah, so, and he's, he's smart talking. He's depressed. Mm -hmm. He's very much, I'm talking about just Howard, the character. Right. Um, there's a lot to get into as far as what this movie does. Um, but Howard is, excuse me, he's very duck-like because he is a duck. He is a duck. He Sorry, has a beak. I, he has a he has a tail feather. Yes. Yeah. Um, I came across Howard. Uh, oh, you gotta. I brought my because we're going to be referring to this. This is the Bible <laughs> of Howard. Um, this is my. Uh, Essential Howard Marvel, the Duck. Marvel Essentials, Volume One of Howard the Duck. It's a really nice book. Um, the pages are a little smaller than an average size. They even have a Treasury Edition, uh, Defenders Treasury Edition in here, uh, which those Treasury Editions would usually be a little bigger um, than like an average com, almost like a magazine size. Uh, I, one day in high school, I didn't really know who, I I didn't really know who Howard was per se. Um, I sort of, I, you know, knew he's a comic book character. I didn't know anything about the movie for a while just because, uh, you know, I just never had watched it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I always knew that George Lucas was attached because I was raised um, basically as like uh, I, I was raised in a Catholic home, but in that theology, at least in my house, George Lucas was attached to it in a way. Yeah, like he was like he was the Pope. He was like the Pope. <laughs> just how my 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 mother had presented George Lucas to me yeah. from there a is that age. big oil painting that you have in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I, I, I didn't really know much about him. And then one day in, uh, uh, I, I kind of alluded to this in the last episode. I, I skipped school one day to get a, uh, I think there was a new arc for the Scott Snyder, uh, Batman series that was going on at that time. And I can't, I would just look through the back issues and I came across Howard the Duck number nine, which, uh, there's the cover, Devin. I get closer. Um, he, he's facing off a giant beaver. <laughs> um, and it's an issue where, uh, this, this, this Canadian nationalist, uh, basically brainwashes beavers and uh, uses them for his evil deeds. Um, yes, I, I turned my resources to a daring plan to teach you arrogant fools a lesson. I airlifted a million beavers to construct a dam across Niagara to make it fall the other way. <laughs> so I, I, this like really enamored me. And I, I really, really uh, was like, this is just great. So I uh, eventually got this book, which is, this is the whole, we're going to be talking about Steve Gerber as well. 
And Steve Gerber is one of the creators of Howard. This is his whole run with yeah. a couple extra things. Um, Steve Gerber and uh, Val Mayeric, who Val Mayeric was the penciler who designed Howard. Um, Steve Gerber was a writer at Marvel. And he was working on, well, he was actually like an advertising copyright, copywriter guy. And he had a fan scene called, uh, uh, I think it was like Headline or something, Headline. And uh, he met, there was an editor and writer at Marvel at the same time, Roy Thomas. And they connected. And then Steve was brought into Marvel for, uh, I think he was like doing like, some editing and they started writing he would write uh he had a defenders run he was writing um the the fear books which was like his man thing stories and then he got his own man thing book um and uh he 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 oh he had a daredevil run too so and his writing style was very much satirical and a lot of social commentary. I mean, the defenders, his team of defenders were like fighting like kind of like there was one where they fought like racist people mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, there was all these sorts of wacky characters. There was the one, one guy named like the black hole who would literally would just suck in stuff <laughs> in his chest, which is very, and of course the, the, the beaver guy I described uh, and then there's the turnip man. There's all his rogues gallery is very deep. Yeah. Um, and, and sort of the things Just he creates. Bizarre creatures. <laughs> yeah. So, um, eventually he, uh, the, the adventure and fear book, um, was leading up to basically changing over to Morbius, who a lot of people know from the movie now, the yeah. living vampire. But uh, as his Man-Thing run was wrapping up, he introduced a new character named Howard the Duck. Although in uh, Adventure into Fear number 19, he did not have a name. So <laughs> it's really his, his, his entrance into the world is very bizarre. So Man-Thing essentially, <laughs> <laughs> just for because I, you know, just let's, we're going to get there. All right. So Man-Thing is basically like a mindless monster who lives in the Everglades and there's a fucking portal in the Everglades and mm-hmm. it's called the Nexus. And and he gets uh, caught up with, uh, he mindlessly gets caught up. He's very attracted to fear and stuff. Uh, if he, if he, he kind of just like puts two and two together when there's like a threat. He doesn't really have any emotions or thinking unlike uh, Swamp Thing. Um, so... Uh, Uh, basically in adventure into fear number 19 uh this the portal kind of opens up and there there's this um this this congress of reality and there's a guy named the overmaster who wants to become god and all these things are like crossing over into different dimensions there's a, a barbarian named korek who is basically goes through the portal and is like 
summoned through a jar of peanut butter. This is all Steve Gerber. <laughs> it's very absurd things. And, and uh, Man-Thing and Korak are like fighting off these other goons. And just out of nowhere is Howard the Duck. He just pops up. He's like, how did I get here? I don't know. I'm a duck. And he has a, he wields a gun in uh, one of those issues. That's funny. Um, people thought this Howard character was very funny. This duck. Um, it was funny seeing just man thing and Korek, this barbarian and a duck in a hat with a cigar. Roy Thomas, the editor at the time was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) So man thing, number one, they continue this story with the Congress of reality and they're climbing up like this, these staircases, uh, Dakeem, the sorcerer is leading them to, uh, the Congress of reality to fight them. And Howard the Duck trips and falls off the staircase and in, in, into a, a void of nothingness. And pretty much he dies. Yeah. Then there's a bunch of fan letters. And they're like, hey, the duck, though. We want the duck. <laughs> quack, quack. The duck was great. So uh, eventually in giant, ooh, in giant size man thing, Howard returns. Howard lands in Cleveland. He's been falling through a void for a month. And he faces off against a man frog. And he faces off a cow that has turned into a vampire. Um, And he's been treated very poorly on these two adventures where he saves the town of Cleveland. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't know how he got there. And literally, he's so popular, Howard the Duck number one comes out in 1976. And literally the first page is Howard the Duck contemplating suicide. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) And you laugh at it. And I think that's sort of like the the core of what this character really is. Yeah. He take, it's just absurd. It's, it's, it's. You know, a lot of satire with other things. There's a, he literally runs for president at one point. <laughs> um, it's he's a really it's a special character, really. I mean, before this, I mean, as far as like a talking animal, I mean, there was Cerebus, who kind of had like the same thing, very satirical. Um, and yeah, so the the things that happened with Steve Gerber and Marvel Comics is very much convoluted as is the pre-production of this movie. Um, very much convoluted, different I, sides of different yeah, stories. I didn't read into it a lot, but I did see that there was a very lengthy like pre-production progress yeah. process. So I guess to really tighten up with, with what happened to Steve Gerber was uh, during those days, there wasn't a lot of creator owned. There wasn't really, if you worked for the big two companies, you could have created a character, but you did not own them. Mm-hmm. In fact, they even had like a contract on the back of their checks that you would sign, basically releasing all the rights to your, whatever you made to Marvel or DC. Um, and eventually he 
fought back. There is uh, R.S. Martin has a blog where he lays out all of like the documents for the Steve Gerber versus Marvel case. Um, and it's basically him uh, wanting the uh, rights for his character, essentially, which he could not really get. He would just kind of get more credit over time. Um, him and uh, who was uh, uh, Frank Brunner. Frank Brunner. He also like felt like he was the first artist on the Howard the Duck series. He also felt kind of like because there was a redesign that he participated in and he felt also kind of like dude that as well, like the creator uh, credit and uh, ownership. But, uh, and they were trying to like license him and merch for merchandise and stuff. Steve Gerber uh, had a, had a pin that you could buy leading up to this election storyline it's very much a dense thing. This it's it's there's a lot going on. I feel like uh, if you look at if you want to go look at R.S. Martin, his blog about the uh, the whole uh, legality part of it. If you want to look at uh, Chris from uh, Comic Tropes, he presents all of this in a very concise and academic way. <laughs> it is very very uh, uh, it's a mess. But I, I just, I, I love this comic. There's <laughs> so much there's, politics there, behind there's it. So That's much funny. politics behind it. So much behind the scenes for this, like um, this, this duck that smokes a cigar. This depressed duck that smokes a cigar and wears a tie. Yeah. And there's like, all this politics behind it. Yes. That's hilarious. So, but Howard was very popular. But so was Star Wars in 1977. That was released. But before that. Um, George made Star Wars, of course. He was a big fan of comic books. And eventually he owned, he was like a silent partner in a comic book art gallery in New York. He would have to go to New York during, uh, I think this might have been his American graffiti days for Universal. And uh, eventually he came across Howard the Duck. I think that he was visiting it after Star Wars and uh his comic book store and came across howard the duck and really liked howard the duck and he had his uh his pals uh was it willard huck huck yeah could you say that name willard huck huck <laughs> and uh uh who is who is the who is the lady cats gloria cats they were both writers on temple of doom and american graffiti and eventually, like, the Radioland murders. Um, they were basically with... And they wrote this movie, William Hayek. H- Huck. He directed this, mm-hmm. the, uh, the Howard the Duck movie. Um, yeah. So, I mean... Here we are. <laughs> it was very much like a... Uh, this was a new George Lucas movie, right? Imagine he the didn't, hype. He didn't attach his name to many things. Yeah. He was very, he produced a lot of movies, you know, after Star Wars and before Howard the Duck, but he, he was like a silent partner, I guess. Yeah. And he wouldn't have his name on the thing. So, you know, you have Star Wars 
Indiana Jones, and then Howard. Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck is coming. George Lucas's name is above it. Um, and the hype was real. The, the the budget for the marketing was eight million dollars. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. I didn't see that. Um, there were there was a billboard in Los Angeles with uh, an egg and a bill sticking out with a uh, cigar and that that the snow the smoke blew from the cigar um there were there were a lot of interviews and a lot of I guess there was a couple TV spots as well where they wouldn't show Howard's face um th- also they would a lot of the, the, the director and a lot of the other people in the cast there was sort of this mindset of kayfabe <laughs> where Howard was real and like, he was like, acting like Alf. Like Alf. This is very much like Alf, this whole thing. Um, they kind of turned this character into a version of Alf with uh, the one lining and, and, and yeah, and it's, this it's is kind of the smart Alf like yeah. this, how they how they kind of transform. I smell a crossover. Yeah, well, them and Garfield. That's what we talked about before. Yeah, the the <laughs> furry trio. Oh man. Yeah. That's why we need to be in Hollywood. Sure. We'd give the people what they really want. Although Howard's not furry, he's feathery. He's feathery. Yeah. So, though in this he looked he looked kind of furry. Let me ask you something. How how did you feel about how this duck looked in the movie? Uh, it's very uh very unnerving how the ducks appear <laughs> in this movie, to hmm. be quite honest. I mean, I don't hate it. I think it's great. But they kind of like, they have the similar like costume style that like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie had at that time with like the big clunky like helmet and yeah. the, and the, co- like, the, the big, rest of the, the costume. B- the back of the head is very yeah. thick and like very like p- poked out. It, yeah, it's he's, very he, weird he's like, looking. He's like a He's real like boxy. <laughs> He's like yeah. real like rectangly. Yeah. So there were about eight people who uh, played yeah. Howard. Yeah. There was. I remember one scene. Oh, at the beginning when he jumps out of the trash can and he's like six feet tall. <laughs> Did you notice that too? Yeah. There, yeah. He's like way taller than he is, and then he's like shorter, and then he's even shorter. Mm-hmm. So there were, I guess three main people who played Howard. Um, there was an adult who did the voice. Well, there was an adult who did the voice, but there was an adult in the suit with the animatronic face. Mm -hmm. There was a child in the suit with the animatronic face. And these were for the wide shots. And then, uh, Tim Rose, who, um, he was the puppeteer for Admiral Akbar. Would do a lot of the close-up okay. stuff. I was so, trying to look up who Myrtle Beach's own Admiral Akbar. Myrtle Beach's own Admiral Akbar. Yeah, that's the thing. He moved here. Oh, he did. Yeah, after the Star Wars, you know, he moved to Myrtle Beach. Oh yeah, he he opened the Admiral Snack Bar. Yeah, he, he, on the Boulevard. <laughs> on the Boulevard, and he writes. Uh, he writes about his competitors on Yelp. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to. <laughs> Are we going to do this? <laughs> I went to Pino's and I ordered a shawarma, but they brought me something entirely different. I said to the waiter, it's a wrap. 
good. All right. That's good. I can't top it. I'm not going to try. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, the child caught on fire during the production. Pardon me? Uh, during the last set piece. <laughs> Wait. Uh, what? The child caught on fire? The child caught on fire during the movie. Uh, the, during the last set piece with all the explosions. Uh, the child was in the suit and caught on fire momentarily. Oh, so he's, he's fine? Eh, he's probably scarred. He's probably from, scarred, but he's you know, alive? I guess, yeah. He, well, he survived that day, at least. That's that's uh, that's that's scary. And uh, he had a lot of burns on his face from the uh, animatronics as well, Jesus. from the mask. So, yeah, this movie, uh, a lot of things didn't go great when they uh, were making it. Um, you know, the fucking suit would break all the time. Uh, originally, Robin Williams was going to voice Howard the Duck. I can hear that easily. Um, <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> he visited set at one point, and uh, he was talking to Tim Rose, and he was like, yeah, let me show you how this works. And he like talked to the thing, and director, uh, the director heard this and started screaming thinking it was Tim Rose because Robin did a really good impersonation yeah. of um, what Tim Rose would sound like reading the lines and he started screaming and Robin Williams was like is this how it's like here and he's like well he's actually like in a good mood today <laughs> so and then Robin was like no nope. thanks <laughs> um, so yeah I like and George's involvement in this, I think he was reportedly only there for three days. Really? On set. This took a while. I think it... I thought, it for some reason, I thought he five was... Months? For some reason, I thought he directed it. No, he didn't. He's just a producer? No. He, uh, this was uh, the, the writer for some of his other movies. Um, but yeah, he wasn't very much involved, uh, even though it was almost his idea. He was the yeah. one that kind of presented this to him. And again, there's a lot of convoluted history and a lot of different stories, conflicting stories leading up to this. And uh, we're just going to make fun of the movie pretty much. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Yeah. I want to I want to know, is this a good movie? I think it's it's not it's not great, but I like it. You like it. I do like it. I mean, it's not, it's, 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 it's enjoyable. I like watching it. Um, would I say it's one of the worst movies ever made? Like so many people yeah, claim it is. Yeah, that's the whole thing. People, it is, there, no, it was, it is not. It's like, what do you want? It's, it's a movie about a duck from space. Yeah. And I think they did, I think they did fine. There's some odd choices. There are some really odd choices and the end gets kind of drawn out. It's not, but it's not, it's not perfect. It's not particularly it's great loyal to the source material it's not there's some weird weird choices um but as far as like 80s sci-fi cult classics i mean you've watched a lot of them and i've seen a good bit of them yeah and there's a lot of dog shit there's a lot of dog shit and i don't know this this it's complicated. I watched two movies after that that I enjoyed less. After Howard? Yes. What were they? Uh, the Stepfather and The Stepfather 2. <laughs> <laughs> Starring uh, the bald guy from Lost. 
Uh, can, I, can I ask you something? Yeah. Why? Because it popped up right after it for some and reason. You were like, hmm. I was like, wait, that's the dude from Lost. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? It's free. Yeah. So I watched it. And I was like, you know what? This was ridiculous. Yeah. There's a second one. It was more ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, I enjoyed those less than I enjoyed Howard the Duck. Interesting. So, but no, like I, I, I don't know much of the like source material other than what you've literally just shown me. I knew it was a comic book and I knew there was some like wild shit with it. Mm. But like what you told me about the like the beaver story and like some of the other creatures he encountered, I would have probably rather had seen him encounter some more like animal like creatures like that and do some like dumb shit. Mm-hmm. And also like keep it on Duck World. I would have liked that. <laughs> Here's the thing. In the comic, he doesn't go to Duck... He, he went to Duck World after Gerber left the book. Really? And... All right, so... Because I liked I liked the um, the little bit of, like, world building they did at the beginning with everything's... It's like, everything's ducks. It's all ducks all the time. I think that would have been funny. Can I do some more uh, comic book lore? Go for it. So, Frank Brunner, <laughs> he... Again, he's trying to get money for... He he made out his own magazine called Quack with the Howard characters. Um, Steve Gerber asked Frank Brunner, hey, I made Howard. Let me get some fucking scratch. Uh, Frank Brunner says, no. Uh, Steve Gerber makes his own merch. And by this time, Jerry Conway, he was the editor-in-chief at the time mm-hmm. for Marvel. He steps down and he's brought back as a writer he takes over Daredevil and um, basically to balance out the money, uh, Steve Gerber uh, was also writing Daredevil at the time. Daredevil or Steve Gerber comes off Daredevil and now he's editor of his own book, Howard the Duck. He has full control of Howard as far as the story. And that's actually that actually starts in number nine with the Beavers. Okay. Um, the thing was Steve Gerber was super late with scripts constantly. He was also working on a newspaper comic of Howard the Duck at the same time. Those were really late. Uh, they eventually uh, terminate Gerber from the contract. Uh, two years after Howard's still popular, Marvel tries to get in on uh, like radio plays and TV shows and films Steve Gerber says, you're going to owe me licensing fees because I made Howard. And uh, he sends it a cease and desist to Marvel. But again, with the, you know, with the contract on the back of the checks, Mm -hmm. those don't really go through. Although I think the judge, the judge at the time was like, hey, there's something to this. And Steve Gerber kind of like considered that like, like a, you know, a hoorah moment. Like, hey, they they think there is something fucked up with this. So that's good. Um, to fund his lawsuit against Marvel, he creates uh, Destroyer Duck. It's a comic book with Jack Kirby, who is also having uh, issues at the time with Marvel. He was the guy. He, like, kind of really got fucked, right? He created a lot of the stuff and... Didn't get a lot of credit for it. Oh, I mean, they don't really... He got credit, but it was just... They weren't giving him a lot of his artwork uh, that he asked for. Um, 
he he left at a time uh, bef- way before this uh, where it was I, it, I think it was just a matter of wanting more money like a higher page rate and because um, he wanted to stay freelance and then he went to DC then he came back to Marvel um, he did but they did Destroyer Duck and that's about a duck called Duke and he's also from duck, duck World and his little buddy gets kidnapped implied to be Howard and by this big corporation and uh, stuff. But all this settles out of court, essentially. (laughs) And uh, so Steve Gerber is credited as as creating Howard the Duck at the beginning of this movie. Before this, he he saw scripts and stuff, and he was like, this is going to be great. And then afterwards, when everyone was piling on, he was like, this sucked. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's determine if this is actually a masterpiece, if people are hitting on it too hard, or if it actually does suck duck soup. <laughs> so... From the beginning. Yeah. We open up. There's a pond. It looks like our world. Yeah. Except there's two moons. There's two moons. Now, but there's a city over there. We're brought into an apartment, and then we start seeing some weird things in the pictures. Yeah. They're ducks. They're They're duck peoples. They're anthropomorphic ducks. There's ducks. There's a movie poster for My Little Chickadee. Which is an actual movie from 1940, <laughs> starring Mae West and W. C. Fields. What did they change the names to? May Nest and W. C. Uh, Fowls. <laughs> There's a lot of duck. Puns There's a lot. In this it, movie. It, they've just made like a lot of just duck versions of uh, of movies that exist. So, and there was a there was an Indiana Jones one too. I remember. Do you remember what it? I do not remember what it. Indiana said. Drake. Indiana Drake. Indiana Drake, Breeders of the Lost Stork. Stork. Breeders of the Lost Stork. (laughs) There's a lot of duck puns. Enter Howard. Oh, the town was Marshington, D.C. Marshington, D.C. Yeah, and then there was also a... um, (laughs) I wrote this down because I thought it was funny. I didn't write down a lot. Like I said, I was trying to follow everything that was happening because really is a lot. And I wanted to make sure I had in my mind. Mm -hmm. But there was like a postcard that they like kind of zoomed in on for a minute. And it said, Dear Howard, having a miserable vacation. I miss you. I miss your bill pressed against mine. Flying home soon. Love, Michelle. I just thought that was funny. Yeah, this, this movie's very horny. Yeah, I also said Howard the Duck. Um, I'm like, Howard the Dog. In the comic, Howard is friends with Beverly. And Beverly is a model. Um, they kind of joke at it. In a, in a pokey, funny way, but they're very pretty much, like, adamant, like, we're not, you yeah. know, we're not, we're not ducking. We're not ducking around here. We're not ducking. No beaks are going anywhere where oh. beaks shouldn't be. I mean, he's not going to use his corkscrew penis to defile <laughs> this human woman. He doesn't want to land on her lily, that's frogs. I was about to make a lily pad joke, yeah. but that's frogs. That's frogs. So... Howard, he, he he gets transported. He sits down and he gets... A fucking earthquake happens and he gets transported 
He gets yanked and he's he gets, like sitting down to watch TV. Yeah, just out of nowhere. And he's looking at a play duck. Yes, he's looking at duck porn. He's looking at duck porn. Exactly on his chair. what we wanted, wanted to see. And he uh, Opie does the whole thing. He's like, ah, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty gr- that's, that's making me duck horny. Duck horny. Yeah. Which gets, is more horny than <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, regular. I'd, I'd duck her. Uh, yeah, so. And the earthquake happens, and he's sitting on his couch, and he gets kind of like blast. Yeah, he gets blasted horizontally. Through, like, yeah, through all through the, like all the apartments attached and, to his uh, building. There's, of course, the famous duck in the bathtub. And yeah, her, you her, can see her duck boobies. Her boobs are exposed. This is a duck uh, figure with boobs and like areolas, lady boobs, but they're feathery. Yeah. Um, with nipples. I know we were trying to make a nice case for this movie, but we were what off the to hell, a what, bad the, what the fuck is that? Yeah, they did not need. They didn't need to do that. What the fuck is it that? It was really weird. But I was like, oh, what? There's duck boobies. Yeah, I wrote down duck boobs with a lot of exclamation marks. Yeah, um, I also just wrote down duck boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad um, I wrote yeah, duck boobs. He gets sent through this void and blast off into outer space through this just void and then a, a voiceover it sounds like carl sagan it's yeah like, it's like cosmos yeah he he explains the cosmos and that there are multiverses and the earth is shaped like an egg yeah from duck world duck world is shaped like an egg sorry yeah. uh i believe in the egg earth theory by the way <laughs> makes a lot of sense it makes sense to me you may say i'm cracked but as far as i know i'm a i'm a whole egg I, I don't think you're I don't think you're yoking around. Nope. Uh I kind of got chills when the title card came on the screen. <laughs> it's like fuck yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, Howard dude. the fucking duck. Howard, Howard the duck. He's, he's awesome. got he's got a movie. Yeah, look at him. He's yeah, got look a, at him go. He's got a movie. Yeah. He's gonna go. He's about to go on an adventure. He's about to go on an adventure. Where is he going? Cleveland. He's flying Ohio. through space. <laughs> yeah, so he lands in Cleveland. Ohio. Yeah. Have you ever been to Cleveland? I've not. Me neither. Um, as soon as he fucking gets there, these these punks, these no good hoodlums, yeah. just gang up yeah. on him. Yeah, it's like, oh, as soon look as he this. fucking gets there. Um and they're at like a they're very close to what appears to, it looks like a you know, a place that, you know, maybe like, is that where we're playing tonight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're playing. A bunch of ruffians. Yeah. Little, little it's just dark out. Yeah. Not a lot of lights around. And uh he gets kidnapped, and I guess they're going to go beat him up, and they bring him to this club. They bring him to the club where the band is playing. The band Cherry Bomb. Cherry Bomb. And they're playing the, the this kind of place, I guess, is not good. It's not kind to the bands, but they have them there anyway, because there is a chain link fence across the fence. front of the stage. I think that'd be really fun, too. I think that would be cool. Just in front really of the band. Really cool, yeah. Um, they're playing their song Hunger City Cherry Bomb. Cherry Bomb, of course, fronted by our uh our, our beloved uh Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. And uh I I love the Leah Thompson. I am a f- big fan of the Back big, to the Future yeah. movies. Um and I think this this really shoots up how how the 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 defense of this movie because Leah Thompson is in this movie. Leah Thompson is in this and movie. And she plays in a rock and roll band. Yeah, and she she's great. She's great. Lo- love Leah Thompson. Great. Shout out to Leah Thompson. Absolutely. If you're free, if you're free tomorrow, I'm I'm free tomorrow. Leah Thompson. 
Leah She's Thompson. That would not. break my heart. I, I'm I'm free tomorrow though. But um, but I'm free tomorrow. But uh, I don't have anything going on, Leah Thompson. If you want to, if if not tomorrow, Leah Thompson, then Tuesday I can probably Tuesday. I'm I'm uh, I don't I have a dentist appointment. <laughs> 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 but after that, um, uh, Leah Thompson. I mean, I I I I, 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 I you know yeah. we could go to the pond. Go wherever you want. We can talk about that time you were in Howard the Duck. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was that like? You're st- great. Great. So great. Uh, Howard is running around and eventually he gets met up with a biker gang called Satan's Sluts. Satan's Sluts. Yeah. Uh, which is, I guess, is an all-woman biker, biker gang club. club. They're not a gang. They're a club. They're a biker club. Yeah. And uh, eventually he escapes all this uh, uh, harassment and uh, he's just sort of like, what the fuck is this? I'm in. I don't know where I am. Which, I mean, you know, he's, this is close enough where he's transported just out of nowhere and he's just plopped. I mean, as simple and non-explanatory as that sounds, I mean. That's what happened. That's essentially kind of what happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, there wasn't. You get an explanation for it later, and it's you know a little more convoluted than just saying, "Hey, there's a fucking portal in the swamp that you know makes uh, all the universes kind of collide." Um, and Beverly gets done with playing with her band, and she's now being harassed. By more ruffians. Just if you're walking, I guess if you go to Cleveland, don't walk around. Just don't. Just stay inside because yeah. apparently uh, you will get bullied, <laughs> and she's getting bullied. And Howard says, "Well, someone's got to do something," and he saves Beverly with his skills of quack, quack foo, which he is a master. He's of a master quack of quack foo. Um, and now. Howard and Beverly are acquainted. Yes. She he, she invites, she kindly invites this strange, she doesn't quite, like, she's not really, like, on, like, wait, on, she's not, like, on board that the fact that this is a, this is a dark yeah. person. She's, like, not quite on board with that yet, but she's, like, can you you can come to my place. Yeah. I, and then he, they get there and he's like, ah, some place you got. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, the first friend you meet and you're gonna be an asshole about apartment what a dump <laughs> what a dump what would your reaction be if you so if if leah thompson invited me to her apartment uh, no, be, no 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 if, oh. if 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 you were in trouble and something like howard came and saved you what would you would you just say hey come back to my house uh, I'd be like, you you don't have anywhere to go come back to my house Let's sleep in the same bed in my house. Same bed in my house. Let's watch David Letterman in the same bed. I thought that was their second date. That was later on. Well, it was later. I'm just saying. Like, would you, you know, hey, I'm gonna get down to my underwear and get and crawl in the bed, and you should come in with me and watch David Letterman with me after you saved me. This this, that's your reward for your do-gooding. Is the creature that saved me, Leo Thompson? No, no. It's a it's a nasty mallard thing. Oh, it's a nasty mallard thing. Big bulging eyes and love cigars. Uh, But he could. I'd buy him a beer. Oh, okay. I'd probably buy him a beer. And if he needed a place, if he needed a place to crash, I'd probably let him come over. I wouldn't share a bed with him. You wouldn't share a bed with him. I don't think I'd share a bed with him. 
Hmm. He's too uh, feathery. One of those feathers. Yeah, so he goes back to Beverly's apartment, um, and um, he's he, he kind of just kind of explains his story. You know who the fuck he is. He's Howard. He was uh, he dropped out of med school. Yeah, yeah. He he was uh, he writes songs. He writes songs, but he's an advertising copywriter. Yeah, he writes like the, the one of the dudes that you said wrote the story. Steve Gerber. Yeah. Well, he was writing songs at night, and then was a construction worker by day. That's it. And then now. he was like. He was like he gave up on his dreams, and was like, "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be an advertising copywriter." And uh, he had a band called Howard and the Heartbreakers. Mm-hmm. You know, they would rock out. They would rock they out. They would duck out. Um, there's this sort of debate of like Beverly saying, like, you know, maybe you're here for some purpose, some cosmic cause. And all Howard wants to do is just go the fuck home because yeah. he doesn't like all these hairless apes. That's what he keeps saying. He, they're very creepy. Um, eventually, he goes to sleep and the wallet, right? Yeah. The wallet. So she picks up the wallet and it's just more duck gags, yeah. more puns. There's uh, there's the dollar bill, which which is done in... Um, uh, adventure into fear giant size uh, no giant size man thing number four mm-hmm. where Howard goes to a store to buy cigars and pays with a dollar and it is a, a, a duck George Dude, Washington Dutch. yeah I but forgot what, what, like the, shit. what did the country say it said the United States of it said something else it didn't say America it said something duck. else over the A Ameriduck. Ameriduck. I don't know. <laughs> I wish it was. But that George Washington looked like shit. It looked yeah, like George did. Washington, and then he kind of like photoshopped a duck bill on yeah, it. Yeah, they did what they did what they could. Um, he had uh, uh, he had a mallard card. He had bl- a blooming ducks card, mm-hmm. and he had a condom. He had a condom, a little duck condom, an unwrapped condom. Yeah, unwrapped too. And she took it out, and, and she was like, "Oh, Howard." It. Yeah, I kind of thought it was cute, but yeah. it was like, "Who had unwrapped unwrapped condom?" Yeah. I've have you ever? I've never carried him like, in my wallet. Just get dirty. Yeah, especially unwrapped. No, or unless he used it and then rolled it back up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna use this one later. I'm trying to save the I'm environment. To save the ducks. <laughs> <laughs> the environment. I got something to think about. Reuse it. These things are killing the ducks. Would you rather use a a a condom you already used or a dirty condom, just like with dirt on it? Uh, neither. Well, if you had to choose, I had to choose. You had to choose. Dirty? Do you want dirt grinding up, or you just want your own mess grinding up on it? Is the dirty one at least like not used? Uh, is it dirt? You, you dirt? just decided to unwrap it, and it's very dirty. Okay, so it's probably dry. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna use the one I already used mm. for two hundred. But you used it seven months ago. Oh, so it's a... <laughs> it's also just foul. They're both bad. Just like, you got yellow Play-Doh on it. <laughs> I think I'm just going to not have sex. Okay. Um, Beverly thinks she can help Howard, so she takes her, her uh, Howard to the museum in a bag. <laughs> yeah, she puts him in a trash bag yeah. and he's talking. Yeah. She's trying to hide him, but he's talking. Um, and to meet Phil, played by Tim Robbins. Um, 
unknown at the time. Yeah, see, here's the thing. I knew that Tim Robbins was in it, and then like halfway through the movie, I was like, where's Tim Robbins? And I oh, like, and then it hit me. Uh, I was like, oh, he's like 20 <laughs> there. He's like yeah, 20 he's in this very, movie. Very, very young. Yeah. Um, he plays a, he's a lab assistant who's very, um, he, he has, he's very ambitious. He wants to be a great scientist, but he has to do a lot of bitch work at the museum, such as cleaning the laboratory. Um, he has a lot of theories about Howard and what exactly he is. And he's like testing him for like superpowers, which allows Howard to just kind of quip at him. Mm-hmm. A lot of like Alf like quips. Yeah, yeah. A, that's what way. like what he was doing in the in the in the movie in the Project Alf. Um, they they get mad and because they find out that he's only a lab assistant and not a real doctor, and they get mad and storm off. Mm. Which I mean, if Beverly knew Phil, she would have known that. Would she already known that he's already kind of unless he just like constantly lies in their social circle that he's a doctor scientist at a museum. He's, he he could be. And a, no he, one called him out or yeah. checked on him. He's probably like, that. yeah, I'm a doctor. Yeah, I'm a scientist, but he's not. I mean, he's working on it. He's working. He's more he's, of a scientist than I'll ever be. So, um, Beverly and Howard get in an argument outside. This part's funny because like this at this point he's no longer in the trash bag and he's just walking around. He's walking around. And so you get to see people's reaction to him and this old lady just shrieks in horror. <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And like a bunch of other you could just see other people like just in the background, just like looking at him and just like kind of getting scared and jolting away like jolting away. Yeah. Um this kind of felt yeah, I don't know. Uh, Beverly says, uh, you stepped in a world you never made, which is a common uh, thing among, among Howard the Duck. He's in a world he never made, mm-hmm. being in a different world that he's not from. Um, so they split off, and uh, Howard has to uh, get a job now because he's on his own. He doesn't know how to get back. Yeah, He doesn't know what to do, so he's going to go get a job, start fresh. And the, he goes to the office of employment and I don't, I didn't look up this lady. I didn't catch her name either. But aside from, I think you, I, you can't talk positively. Like there's a good performance in this movie, but it's hard to talk positively about it just because of crimes committed. Yes. Um, however, if you really want to talk about just a great performance in this movie, is this employment lady yeah. who is hysterical? She's great. She, <laughs> she's she's tearing Howard up and down. She's like, so you want to look controversial? <laughs> it is fantastic. It's great. I know it, why they sent you here. Yeah, yeah. They sent me all of you. Yeah. <laughs> controversial types. Yeah, she's a very big and over. Uh, empowering or overpowering sort of a figure that uh, honestly, if there was just an hour and a half of this, I mean, come on, yeah. just this lady and Howard just kind of like sitting there. He attempts to bite her ass though, which yes. is kind of weird. Yes, and he then, does. Yeah. I guess she was, I don't know. I, see that part. I couldn't tell if it was horny Howard. I think he was just mad. I think he was mad. She was insulting him. Yeah. But he, she did like bend over in front of him. And that's when he was like, he kind of got the idea. So uh, he ends up getting a job. 
at a hot tub, at a hot tub fever. Tub, yeah, at a hot tub place. Which is like, it's a very low lit kind of bathhouse that apparently you can do whatever the fuck you want in there because there's yeah. people porking and making out. And uh, this is kind of like, I guess we could have talked about this earlier with the duck boobs and the Playboy. I'm not sure if this was just because of George Lu- George Lucas's name was on this, right? Yeah. I I think part of the anticipation was like just because Star Wars and Indiana Jones, like family movie, was this going to be a family movie? Um, I thought of that too because like normally, like I also read that this was the first attempt at like a Marvel film since the like 1940s. Yeah, there, well, there was like there, a, there was, some, was a Captain America serial or something. There were some TV movies, there was some as well. TV movies and stuff. But this was like the first attempt at a theatrical like Marvel comic right. thing. So like you would think it would try to be family friendly since it's you know typically kids reading comic books. Yeah, but this is a horny movie. Yeah, through I, and through. Would you show your kid this? Would you like? Not until he was like six or seven. <laughs> No, I'm like, I would not. Would they sh- really re- like, would no, they like, it's I one of those d- movies you would see as a kid, but you wouldn't really like, you would see like this weird inappropriate stuff, but you probably wouldn't, unless you're like a weirdo that like was like, Hey, duck movies. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I feel like this is something you would see and just sort of forget about it in a way. Like, right. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Cause like, you know, the Spider-Man movies that I watched when you know we watched when we were kids, those were PG thirteen, but they weren't horny like that. It was just like the violence part of it. But that didn't like that didn't deter like our families from showing that to us. I feel like this is something that, you know, I wouldn't have been shown till I was like, I don't know, a teenager, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Well, there was also a partnership with Budweiser, too. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of Budweiser. There was a lot of Budweiser's in the movie, but there was also advertisements with- like, Made me crack open a cold one. Yeah? Yeah. Budweiser or Rocky? My Rockies. Oh, yeah. But there was, like, billboards with, like, the, the feather hand holding you know, oh, Budweiser yeah. and stuff. Um, <laughs> I'd pay for that signage. So, um- But, yeah, that- I, w- I don't think I would show- If I had a kid- I would not show like my six year old this movie. I'd leave, <laughs> I don't it on, think. I'd leave it on the shelf. Like if he comes across this, it's like I watch it with you. <laughs> I won't watch it with him. We <laughs> watch the movie. Tell me what you think. Yeah. So um, he's working at Hot Tub Fever, and he's like a towel boy, and he's kind of just rolling around a thing, and uh, he eventually quits and. Uh, Gets in a fight with his manager. Yeah, he lit a cigar. He let us. He lit a cigar, and his boss told him to go clean out one of the pools or something. Yeah. And he got mad. So uh, he quits, <coughs> and he's out on his own. He's very alone. Um, he's wandering the streets, and then he comes across like these TVs, and he sees how ducks are treated in this new world he's in. So he sees like duck hunters being interviewed on TV and they're like, we're going to get ourselves some ducks. Duck hunting season. Yeah. Duck hunting season. There's Daffy duck being like, uh, uh, crushed by like an anvil. (laughs) Um, wasn't there like a, a restaurant ad for like a a duck dish? Yeah. He's very much, uh, freaking the fuck out. And, uh, he heads back to the club to watch, uh, Beverly's band cherry bomb performing. And eventually he confronts their manager. Oh, yeah, because uh, she had told him earlier that 
their manager like holds out like the money and like set them up in that shitty apartment. Yeah. Um, Band managers. Right? Band managers. Should we get one? No. What? Why not? Maybe. They can steal money from us. Yeah, but that's what I, I, I already I already do that. Oh. Yeah. All right. Did you see what I was driving? <laughs> what what? I got a Bentley. Was that was that yours? I got a Bentley. Oh my god. Yeah. We've been making lots of, we've been making lots of money that we've I haven't been making told you about. Bentley money? I've n- yeah, I just haven't been, you know, telling and you that. You've been holding out? Yes. Correct. Um I didn't think you'd notice, honestly. I noticed. Yeah. Uh Howard uh got a big watch. He gets in a fight with the manager, and uh, there's a scene where the guy almost uh, stabs Howard with an ice pick. Yes. Howard stabs an ice pick through his ear pierce and gets the money back. And, uh, yeah, he he basically tells the manager guy to go fuck off. Uh, And then he meets with the band afterward, and Phil arrives... And he's sort of like pushing more theories on Howard and eventually steals a feather from Howard to go give it to a guy he's meeting secretly. Yeah. Um, and then we're back in the apartment and Howard kind of shows off a little bit. Uh, he jams a little bit on the keyboard. Ah, it's just <laughs> something I wrote. It's pretty good. A little jam. Um, and this is where the movie kind of, again, I feel like we're doing all right for a little bit. Yeah. We're moving things along. 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 <laughs> Jeez. Um, we're moving things along, and uh, it gets weird. Yep. This part's really uh, uh, this difficult. Part's this part's not fun weird. to watch. Um, Leah I mean, Tom- the, the Leah Thompson part's fun to watch. Leah Thompson is in her uh, PJs, and she's kind of being very playful. And uh, invites Howard to lay in bed with her and watch David Letterman. Yeah. And they kind of talk about, you know, hmm, interspecies relationship? Yes. Uh, that's what they, that's what they're getting at. It's and just it gets, it gets too weird. It gets too weird. Um, they tried doing that after Steve Gerber's run. There was actually a very explicit uh, panel um uh eventually Steve Gerber was invited back to Marvel and tried to retcon a lot of stuff that happened after his run and he he had like a whole like draft written editor in chief at the time Jim Shooter did a lot of rewrites on it and then eventually the whole thing was canceled oh so um this is a very I don't even they're touching each other a lot She's making Howard very nervous because he, like, she seems like she's very much wanting to do things to the duck, mm-hmm. rubbing the finger in the chest, and it's it's just very not yeah. And it's a it's very it's a very long scene. Yeah, too. it goes takes, on for it, takes a while. it goes on for a while, and it's just like, all right, wrap this up. Yeah, um, yeah. And then they're, they they she's like, oh, I'm just kidding. After nearly taking her shirt off, yeah. And um, she's literally in her underwear. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they she gives her him a little a little playful kiss on the beak. And there's a shadow on the wall, and in comes Phil with two scientists. Yeah, 
and they're like, "Oh my god, what this is going disgusting. on here?" And uh, um, Howard's trying to backtrack. No, we're just friends. Yeah, covering so, up her. Uh, so the important character that is introduced is uh, Doctor Walter Jennings, who is played by Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey Jones. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Jones is not a good person. Uh, he was the principal in Ferris Bueller, which is a very, very demanding role. He does a lot of physical things. Yeah. In that. He was in, uh, he was in Beetlejuice. He was the, what is he? The dad? Beetlejuice? He's someone in Beetlejuice. <clears throat> I haven't seen Beetlejuice in a long time. He is in Beetlejuice. Besides though. on TV randomly. Yeah. But he is in that. And I forgot exactly what character he was. Um, I think he's like, I think he's the dad. All I'll say We'll just kind of talk about the character. Uh, the character. Yes. Um, it sucks. I don't know. I don't even know how to like touch it. Really, it, it's because like he's t- terrible it's, guy. It's terrible guy. Did. But the character is very cool. The character and how is cool. I think the character's cool, and I think how it's done is very well done. It's just uh, just a mess because he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Uh, anyways, uh, he explains that he, he was working on a science experiment with uh, uh, a laser spectroscope and um, they lost control of it and there was a big explosion that basically broke the laser and out of the sky, out of nowhere, a feather fell out of the air and it matched the feather that Phil took and so they believe that this laser transported Howard from Duckworld into uh, theirs. So um, they are basically the idea is to uh, reverse the polarity and make it go it backwards and send him the fuck back. However, however, they arrive at a Dynatechnics, which. <laughs> I had trouble reading that when that when it was first on the screen. I was like, "What does that say?" Dynatechnics, um, the the science lab place, and the laser is going haywire, and uh, a bunch of stuff happens, and uh, Doctor Jennings gets shocked, and he kind of disappears. Uh, eventually, the uh, uh, the 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 cops arrive, and the head honcho kind of like captive like he captures Howard and there's like the thing with the you know you know, take the duck suit off which is a slightly common thing yeah um eventually uh Beverly and Howard uh, escape while assaulting an officer and taking his gun <laughs> uh the cops are ordered that uh, shoot to kill yeah he's it's, armed he's, and extremely <clears throat> dangerous yeah so Beverly and Howard make a break for it uh, Dr. Jennings um, emerges and he's like, what the hell is going on? He is not doing too great. Nope. Um, eventually, Dr. Jennings and Beverly and Howard the Duck bust out in Dr. Jennings' car and they drive away. Um, Dr. Jennings in this car ride is kind of babbling mm-hmm. about an evil that has landed. <clears throat> and he's driving really bad. Um He's, he describes that something's going on inside him and <clears throat> oh boy something's going on 
inside him. And, oh, ooh. Ooh. Sorry. There's something going Chilies. on inside you. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Um, he describes seeing a monster-shaped thing through the telescope. And then his voice kind of <laughs> changes. And he, he says, is- the end of the world is coming. And I will be the cause of it. And um, He also says at one point, he says, I am no longer Dr. Jennings. Yeah. I am someone else. <laughs> yeah. Which, <laughs> Which is great. Pretty good, yeah. <laughs> um, so he is basically more sinister. He's a little fucked up looking. Uh, they eventually basically crash land at this diner. The diner that is a Cajun sushi. Cajun sushi. Yes. Now here in this part of the movie, I have it written down. 59 minutes in to about an hour and six minutes in. This is the part of the movie that actually feels like a Howard the Duck comic. Like without, there's some stuff that obviously kind of feels like you got Howard to Beverly and whatever. But this without hesitation feels like a Howard the Duck comic book, this part. And I think, and I, uh, and like, you can look at Captain America. Like, let's look at the Captain America movie. That all feels like Captain America. And it's pretty easy to see. And it all feels like Captain America, like a comic book, right? This seven minutes, I think, not only feels like Howard the Duck, but excels in feeling like Howard the Duck and, uh, and does, like, a really good job mm-hmm. as far as, like, just sort of, like, the absurd things taking place yeah uh this diner where all the people are wearing like they're wearing like 50s diner uniforms and a headband a headband like a sushi chef would wear (laughs) yeah and it's it's literally Um, called like cajun sushi howard is very demanding about like what he like about getting something to eat or whatever he's like hey toots come over here yeah they're 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 howard and beverly on the move and at the same time they're in there with this, uh, they don't know it yet, but they're inside this restaurant with a fucking terrifying alien with super evil powers from another world. Yeah. And just, I, this is like the highest point in this movie for me. I, I think this is uh, the best part. You have the waitress kind of like being very confused at everything and trying to like piece things together. And, and it's, um, yeah, she's just trying to show oh, like cool costume. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. That's what she does. She does say yeah, that. Yeah. She thinks it's a kid in a Halloween costume. She says something later on that's funny too. So, uh, Dr. Jennings is completely turned over and he explains that I he no longer need human food. <laughs> yeah, but he does need energy. Yeah. Um, he explains that he's one of the dark overlords of the universe and he came through the nexus of Summonus. Um, uh, his eyes are glowing and he like blows up a ketchup and mustard bottle and he's like, my powers are fully realized or whatever. (laughs) Um, and he basically explains his plan to bring the other overlords down from space using this, uh, what was it? The key code, the key code thing, like a key card for, for the laser. And these rednecks come out of nowhere. Would y'all shut the hell up? He's like, what's going on here? What you going to do? Or do you remember what he said? I don't he, remember. he basically did like the, what you going to do, duck? Duck around? Or yeah, something. He, like, he like, just keeps just, making fun of Howard. Yeah, just keeps yeah. egging them on, if you will. And they steal the, 
the key code and eventually a giant fight breaks out. Yeah, he's like, I'm trying, telling you, you don't want to do this. Yeah, and they're going to attempt to cook Howard and uh, Dr. Jennings' body is like heavily decaying still. And eventually he just starts blowing shit up with his eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, his, his eyeballs turn just, into explosions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and pretty it, cool visual. It, yeah, they did a good job with all that. Um, and they're trying to turn him into like, you know, they're, they're trying to get his attention towards the fact that, hey, they're fucking with Howard and one of those guys has your key card. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're trying to trick Jennings into saving Howard uh, inadvertently just so Howard doesn't get killed. Yeah. Um, he also does a lot of evil quips, which is kind of interesting that he kind of like gets like humor, the the evil overlord from outer space. You know, he gets it. You know, he gets he's, it. He's, he's got to take over the world, but he's got to entertain, you know, yeah. a little bit. Got to do it. You can't, you can't be a complete hard ass. You got to have a little, you got to do a little lighthearted. Um, eventually, uh, all the patrons freak out and leave, and Dr. Jennings has the key code and Beverly and kidnaps Beverly and drives away. Um, Howard stays behind, and eventually the cops arrive at the diner, and Phil is there. Yeah, he's in the back of the cop car because he yeah. just got he got arrested when they left the the lab. Yeah, and um, uh, this is when <laughs> that waitress she was like, they, like the cop was interviewing her, and she was like, "Well, at first I thought he was in a costume, and then I realized Halloween's not till next month." Yeah, <laughs> pretty good. Um, Phil uh, escapes the cop car. <laughs> Yeah, uh, with uh, with Howard, and um, they find an airplane. Yeah, like just a little like very, miniature uh, airplane. Just very conveniently. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of this movie where Howard is just driving a different like. It's funny to watch the duck. It's funny to watch the duck do a do, human thing. Yeah, look, yeah. At him. look at him go. Look at him go. He's doing it. Um. <clears throat> uh. Ooh. So. J- Dr. Jenning and Beverly are headed towards uh, the Kuahoga Hoga nuclear power plant, which Kuahoga is where Howard is at um, in Howard the Duck number one. And he sees a tower and he's like, that looks like a good place to kill myself. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and the, the joke is that like it's all the water's polluted and it's very slimy. And uh, he has to like kind of like rowboat his way over there. Um, Phil and meanwhile, Phil and Howard are on the airplane and are flying away. Uh, there's a weird scene where Dr. Jennings is in there. They're, they have commandeered a big rig, like truck like an and he's getting worse and worse. He, he needs more energy. So he like sticks out this like tentacle tongue. Yeah. Really cool thing there. Tentacle tongue comes out of his mouth and, and into a cigarette lighter. Into the cigarette lighter. And then they get stopped for a smog inspection. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. Have you ever been stopped for a smog inspection? I have not. I've never been, never encountered that. Yeah. So um, maybe that's an Ohio thing. I guess. And he just blows up all the cars in front of him. Yeah. Which is a good move, actually. And, and clear uh, traffic. Oh, there's actually a really, it's just a weird, uh, the, he like, he bumps into all the cars and the cop's like, hey, what's going on? Then he goes to, goes to the Dr. Jennings and he's like, I need uh, 
I need to see your license. I need to see your license, Jack. And he's like, I have no license. I am not Jack. (laughs) (laughs) It was another thing, like, because, you know, he hit he hit all those cars and he's talking to guy. The cops talking to guy at the first car and he gets like jolted ahead. He's like, all right, stop moving. He's like an asshole immediately. (laughs) I didn't do it. I got bumped into. And then the car immediately in front of the 18 wheeler, the guy sticks out and he's like, my neck, my neck. (laughs) (laughs) He broke my neck. <laughs> um just a kind of a weird scene but it's yeah. very I, that's that's just a, more that's bizarre like, stuff a good little high point yeah um eventually howard and phil get shot down and then they fix the plane midair and then continue and then they land on another car it's a very it's a set piece of them flying around in an airplane yeah the cops a lot are of chasing stuff them. happens they fly through a train that has like an open like section yeah and they lose the wings yeah and so they lose lose most of the they land right in front of the the dynatechnic or whatever that place is called very conveniently yes yeah um so uh inside the lab beverly is tied up to a table almost like frankenstein very loosely and uh yeah he will be tightened hey Did you rip ass? I don't know what you're talking about. It's over here. Something's inside of me, Devin. It's getting out. I'm starting to feel different. Oh, God. Uh, Please don't feel different. Starting to feel a little... Don't feel different. Different? I don't want you to feel different. Uh, I feel like I'm turning into someone else. Don't be someone else. (sighs) No M's. Oh. Oh, weird. Um... Oh. oh, God, I'm in for it. So, oh. Uh, so, yeah, so Dr. Jennings is basically operating this uh, laser, and uh, Phil and Howard uh, acquire the neutron disintegrator, which was which something is, for the military. Which apparently. is, yeah. And they, like, shimmy it onto this, like, little golf cart thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Some more, more Howard driving. And the plan is for Howard to drive up to Dr. Jennings and then shoot the gun. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, but then their cover is blown, and then uh, there's basically a little face-off between Dr. Jennings and Howard. And, uh, you know, they're using their powers and stuff. And eventually they they shoot at each other at the same time. And then, like, the beams connect, and then a big explosion. And uh, they're both pretty fucked up. And this act actually turns Dr. Jennings back to normal. Um, But the danger is not clear because the laser is still, you know, working, and the the other overlords are on their way. And then there's this crazy-ass fucking giant... Well, it's a miniature in actuality. It looked, but it looks cool. <laughs> it does look really cool. Uh, this this av- alien overlord who yeah. uh, is wreaking havoc in the lab. Yeah, this this part I really liked. Yeah, and it looks pretty badass. I like it. I uh, like it a whole lot. It's like a weird tentacle spiky yeah. thing. It's pretty much almost like, uh, like any sort of other, like, creatures, like in a... Like an uh, 80s sci-fi that's supposed to be big, but it's originally a miniature, and you can kind of tell, like mm-hmm. almost like clay in a way, like stop motion, right? Um, and 
they he has like the, the laser is on the other overlords are coming and there's like a shot where <laughs> there's like three more of the exact same things and they're kind of just like moving around right. like and kind of just <laughs> floating down the earth really slow like uh he has uh uh phil and beverly like in this like weird like like an electric shock sort of like stasis mm-hmm. and eventually he just fucking uh, uh blows the monster up right he just blows, blows it up, up with the gun. They, blows up. They blow the easy. laser too. I think. Yeah, the laser blows up. Although they they kill the monster and then they're like, "Oh shit!" The other overlords are still go- coming. Uh, you need to fucking kill, you need to shoot the laser. But then it's like, how's Howard gonna get back home if we destroy the laser? So Howard makes the ultimate sacrifice. You know, he's like, "I guess I'm not gonna go back home." I'm going to be here with my new friends. And he blows up the laser and it stops the other dark overlords from uh, coming to earth. Which in my opinion, they shouldn't have had this to begin with a giant. They shouldn't have had, they were trying to look at something in space, but then they ended up opening portals to other universes. How do you like make that mistake? Yeah. I've never done anything. Yeah. It seems like, Science should be very careful, I think. Yeah. That's me. Just I I don't I didn't go to college. I think science should be a careful thing. That's they, sh- like, they should have been way more careful. Yeah. They, that shouldn't have that should have been very avoidable. Yeah. They probably didn't need to go through all that to like do what they were trying to do. I don't Sh- think they needed a laser. No. Just <laughs> a telescope. Yeah, just telescope. You need a laser for I don't know how that works. Yeah. You need a laser to look? I don't think so. Mm-mm. Telescope. Um and then Walmart. uh we're we're getting towards a happy ending where yeah. uh we're at a cherry bomb concert again, but no no, it's not in a dirty club behind a fence or anything. It's at a big It's at a big venue. Big venue. And you got Howard, their new manager, and Phil, who's He's like uh, a stage tech or something. Yeah. He's like a stage manager. And they're it looks like, like, here's our new song dedicated to our manager, Howard, Howard the Duck. And then the and it's the song that Howard's playing that he's been working on. And uh, it's like, Howard the Duck. Hey, if it's not funk, you don't feel it. Howard the Duck. It's that same trope with like any way to conceal it. Any like 80s movie. It's like, hey, I need you to write this song about this movie. And they're like, all right, I got you. Uh, Leah Thompson performs in uh, all the songs she sings. That's her. She really cool. she sings Howard the Duck. She's very talented. Yeah, very talented. Yeah, and I'm still free tomorrow. Uh, and eventually, they're playing the Howard the Duck song, and Howard ends up on stage, and he gets a guitar, and he fucking, he fucking shreds, he fucking it, shreds the guitar, he and shreds it. Credits start rolling. Yep. And that's how our adventure ends. And there's a little post-credit scene where Beverly says, "You're a good duck," or something along those lines. And he's like, "Yeah." So that's the movie Howard the, the duck. duck. So you made we, a point. We didn't have much negative to say about this. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. We've talked about a lot of movies on here for yeah. some reason and we there's usually a point in the movie where i get really really mad mm-hmm. um i didn't really get really mad there's just some poor choices as far as the horniness you didn't really need that yeah there i'm i'm 
personally, I'm okay with like dated choices where it's like, oh, this is very 80s comedy. It's kind of like, yeah. But this is like stuff that could have just been bypassed. Like it didn't really just mainly the yeah. duck boobs and yeah. then the weird like tension. I understand the joke they were going for, but I don't know. Maybe they could have went about it a little bit. They, like they could have they could have done it like more playful they, instead they, of going like kind of sexual. Yeah. If they wanted to make like the, oh my God, you're doing an interspecies relationship when the people walked in, they could have done something like, I don't know, uh, Howard uh, having a hard time with his pajamas. Yeah. And she's like trying to fix the button. It looks like she's unbuttoning the pants. I feel like just a little confused. That's more easier to swallow than like, Pretending that you want to fuck the duck. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like, I know I, that joke's I'm, already dated as well, what I presented. But, but like something like, along something along those lines. I know what you mean. I mean Just like something that's something that's PG. Think about how forgettable the Do you remember in Ghostbusters where Dan Aykroyd gets a boner from the ghost? Yes. That's very weird. I thought you said you'd never seen it. I watched Ghostbusters earlier this year. Really? Yeah. I'm glad. So, um, <laughs> and there's a lot of similarities between this movie and Ghostbusters, if you really think about it, uh, as far as like, uh, I guess like the, 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 the spectacle of it, I suppose, what, what Howard was trying to achieve yeah. because Ghostbusters came out around the same time. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, the Dan Aykroyd, boner ghost scene i feel like it's much more quicker it's still very dated and kind of gross but it's very just in and out mm-hmm. but this the, the 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 tension scene is is, is it's, it's a lot yeah it's a lot they could have been seated separately yeah <laughs> they could have been you know they could have left room for jesus um as some say another point you had made was that this was the first uh, well, essentially the first like attempt at a theatrical uh, Marvel movie, comic book movie. Um, this did not help uh, them trying to make more. Hey, it's Drew Jacobs. It's Drew Jacobs. It's Drew Jacobs. <laughs> My <on> God. <laughs> so uh, uh, my stomach, of course, was being upset. And fortunately, I did not turn into a hateful game show host. That's good. Uh, the only thing that was transported here was Drew Jacobs, who is uh, now using the bathroom. That's good. Um, but anyways, to continue, uh, this was the, again, the, the what was I saying? The, the, the first, first theatrical, like, Marvel <clears throat> attempt. Yeah, and this did not help because people fucking hated this movie, <laughs> which I guess is understandable, but I think it was a little too hard. Um just because of like, there's a lot of dumb movies that came around the time that were in the sci-fi category. And I think maybe it was a combination of, well, I think maybe it was solely the George Lucas thing. Yeah. I think like, cause it had that much hype built around it. Oh, it's yeah. a star Wars guy is attached to this, this Marvel thing. This is going to be, this is going to be star Wars all over again. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. People were approaching Marvel with comic book movies because this was on the way. And then as soon as this started, 
or as soon as this came out, they kind of all retracted. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, comic book movies didn't become a thing until the early 2000s. People like to argue Blade is a uh, the first kind of big comic book movie. Um, however, the way they uh, presented Blade yeah. was detached from the comic book. They were really not making any effort to be like, hey, this is a comic movie. It was very much a, this is a vampire action movie. Um, and then X-Men was really kind of like the first, you know, big jump into like, all right, comic books. Comic books. Um, I kind of wanted to uh, do a couple things real quick before we wrap up. Uh, There's a famous story with Steve Gerber and how he kind of got the last laugh with Howard. And it's a kind of a famous story, but maybe you haven't heard it before. Essentially, uh, Steve Gerber was contacted by at the same time, Marvel and Image Comics. Uh, Marvel was doing a Spider-Man team-up book at the time, and one of the issues they wanted to use Howard, and they wanted Steve Gerber to write the issue. And at the same time, Image Comics was wanting to do a crossover with Eric Larson's Savage Dragon and Destroyer Duck, who I mentioned that was the comic he made to help pay for the lawsuit. Um... In the Spider-Man Howard the Duck crossover, essentially uh, they team up to fight these clowns or carnival freaks sort of things. Uh, I haven't read the issue in a minute. But uh, they end up at a warehouse and there's a lot of confusion. And there's little images of a green scaly cop and another kind of like mean looking duck, like silhouettes. Yeah, You don't really... uh, take too full notice on them. Um, but they're in the book and they go to this warehouse to fight Spider-Man, Howard and Bev get out of there in the savage dragon destroyer duck, uh, book also written by Steve Gerber, savage dragon and destroyer duck go to a warehouse and inside the warehouse, there's a bunch of clones of ducks and, had destroyer duck duke he uh runs into a duck and kind of saves this duck and this girl and um savage and they run out with these two people saving them from this like explosion and savage dragon's like hey uh shouldn't we um you know give these back to their friends and Destroyer Duck or Duke, he's like, no, there was clones that ran out with whoever their friends were. They won't even notice the difference. And it's revealed at the end of the issue that it's Howard and Beverly going into the Image Comics universe (laughs) under the Witness Protection Program. (laughs) That's funny. So whoever is in the Marvel Universe now are merely clones. Uh. Um, Howard popped up. Uh, they, he did another mini series later where Howard turned into like a rat. Um, there was the Chip Zartsky uh, run of comics. Howard's popped up in a couple of the new MCU movies. He was in the he was in like a post credits of which Guardians of the Galaxy. The first Guardians. He pops up 
during Guardians 2 and he pops up an endgame with a gun. <laughs> um, I forgot about that. What mo- do you think any do you think this movie is better than any of the MCU movies? Um I think there's more uh I think there's more heart in it. Let's see. I think it's better than <laughs> Iron Man 2. Think, oh, you, that's what you had. I was wondering what that hmm. list was. I think there. it's better than Thor The Dark World. Go through all of them uh, from the top. I'm doing all the ones I've seen. Yeah. Um, I think it's better than Age of Ultron. Uh, do you think it's better? Okay, let's start at the top. Do you think it's better than Incredible Hulk 2008, which I guess is kind of technically tied to it? Uh, yes. You think it's better than that? I like the, I like the 2003 one better. Okay. Uh, first Iron Man. Mm, no. No, I agree. Uh, Iron Man 2? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's better than Iron Man uh, 2. First Thor? Yes. You think it's better than the first Thor? I don't really remember a lot from the first Thor. I like the first Thor a little more. Captain America, first Captain America? Uh, I'd say that one's probably better. I kind of like Captain America more, too. Right. Uh, Avengers, first Avengers? I'd, s- I'd say, I'd say probably, I'd say probably that. Avengers? Yeah. I kind of agree. Uh, Iron Man 3? No. Uh, Duck. How are the ducks better? Uh, okay, but... Wait. So... I haven't I haven't seen all of them. And so, a lot of, like, the earlier ones, I haven't seen in a I long think time. It's, I think it's better... Th- I think it's uh, not as good as Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 is my favorite. <laughs> I think we've hit this on a list uh, before, uh, actually. Thor the Dark World? Uh, I haven't seen that one. Okay. Uh, Winter Soldier? Don't... I... <laughs> Don't think I saw that one either. Okay. I, uh, we have done this list for a different movie. I just forgot what movie. Okay. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, I'd say Guardians. Okay. Uh, Age of Ultron? Uh, Duck. Howard the Duck. You like Doug more? Yeah. Me too. Uh, Ant-Man? Didn't see Ant-Man. Okay. I, I, I like Ant-Man more. Uh, Civil War? Howard the Duck. I agree. Howard the Duck better. Doctor Strange, didn't see it. Okay, I think it, I think I like Doctor Strange more. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two. Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. I agree. Howard the Duck. Um, uh, Spider Man Homecoming. Oh, that's tough because I really liked I really liked that one. I'm gonna give that one to Spider Man actually. Yeah, Spider Man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ragnarok. Ah uh, shit! I really liked Ragnarok too. I'm gonna give it to Howard the Duck though. Howard the Duck. Yeah. I kind of. I kind of. I'm a big Walt Simonson guy. People so didn't kinda, like Ragnarok, but I thought it was really good. I like Ragnarok. Uh, Black Panther. Uh, that's tough too. I'm giving it to Howard. You giving it to Howard? Know. I think I, I think I like Howard the Duck more than Black Panther. I think I identify more with Howard the Duck. Okay, that's a weird way to put it. Uh, <laughs> Infinity War. Howard the Duck. How, really? Yeah. I kind of like Infinity War a little more. Really uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Didn't see it. I like Ant Man and the Wasp more. To be honest. Uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. I liked Howard the Duck more. Uh, Endgame? Ooh, maybe Endgame. I liked Howard the Duck more. Yeah? I liked Howard the Duck more than uh, the Endgame one. You know what? Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, Howard the Duck. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking, I'm thinking, sorry. Uh, I was thinking of Endgame again. I was like, it was really long. I didn't really know what was going on. Uh, far from Home? Far from Home. Uh, Howard the Duck. Really? I think so. I like Far From Home more than I like the first Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't like really remember that one. one. I don't really remember it. 
Uh, Black Widow. Didn't see it. I liked Howard the Duck more. Uh, Shang Chi. Didn't see it. Really, really good actually. Really, I think I thought it was really good. Uh, I I was watching all these movies because I wanted to watch uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier show. Yeah, and I was like, I'm gonna have no idea what's going on. So I was like, I should just watch all these. I like Shang Chi more. Uh, Eternals. Didn't see it. It was absolute dog shit. I saw your review. Uh, it was absolute dog shit. Just a terrible whatever they were trying to fucking accomplish. We just read the Jack Kirby books. Uh, yeah, so let's see. Uh, that's basically where I'm caught up to. Have you seen any of the more of the movies recently? I did like the newest Spider-Man better. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'll just... Whatever. Uh, so, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine... 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28. Okay, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I like 10 out of, I think Howard the Duck is better than 10 out of 28 of these Marvel movies, which mm -hmm. is almost half. Yeah. Uh, you, I saw, you've seen a few more than I have. Uh-huh. Uh, four, uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Okay. One, two, three, four. So you like, uh, uh, basically more than half of, uh, or you, you think Howard the Duck is better than more than half. <laughs> I will stand by that. Like these, uh, I was, I was just kind of uh, yeah. Like I, I was, I was kind of hoping you would do something like this because I wanted to kind of just see how it stacks up. I mean, my letterbox ratings might not like reflect it, but because sometimes uh, I'll throw like a four star on something. Interesting, but so that's that's a good little. I just a little experiment. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you know. Maybe they should stop with these fucking theme park movies <laughs> and get back to real cinema like Howard the Duck. That's what I'm saying. Huh? Yeah. So that's about it. They will it. never make a movie like that oh, oh, attached oh, to a comic book ever no. again. Hell no. Same thing with Batman and Robin. Batman yeah. Forever. Uh, no. They will never go wacky with a superhero Although movie I, ever again. Again, if maybe you don't care, but maybe you're like, huh? Iron Man 3? Just rewatch it. Just rewatch yeah, it. I remember Just sit you, back, you, you stand by Iron it. Man three. Iron Man three. Gotta tell you, man, that's a that's a movie. That's a movie, man. That's a movie. Yeah. So uh, that's about it for Howard. Um, How, what are we at? Two hours. <laughs> we're getting there, so uh, we should really try to wrap this up. Um. So I guess to conclude, I know I spent a lot of time uh, rambling about lore and uh i apologize um but here we are we made it you know and you made it really too. just go and read these books watch the movie if you want yeah it's free if you to be free yeah um go watch it. read 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 the book they do not blur the duck boobs by the way <laughs> no <laughs> um enjoy some howard yeah okay um i if you want us to uh Never talk about movies that we decide to talk about ever again. Um, just say, just tweet at Windley underscore band, cut it out. 
Okay. Now. That's a good idea. But if you would like us, if you would like us to do our two dumb guys talk about uh, David Lynch's filmography, because I was thinking about this. A lot of people really hyperanalyze those movies. Mm-hmm. If you would like to listen to two dumb guys talk about David Lynch's filmography, um, just tweet at Windley underscore band. Did you check under the fishbowl? That's the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. If three people say cut it out, I just need three people. You can say, say cut it out. You can do it on Twitter. We'll or never Instagram. do a movie again, and I'll never. We'll never do a movie again. However, if we get three people that say, did you check under the fishbowl? Then we will do two dumb guys talk about David Lynch's filmography. Yes. Twitter or Instagram. I might set that. Should I set that as a Instagram poll as no, well? No, no, no. I, 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 I want, want, yeah. Yeah. Let's get, let's see okay. who is paying attention. Yeah. Whoever. I just want three of whatever, whatever hits three first. That's what's going to happen because, um, Either we don't talk about movies again or we really, really get into the deep end because um, we either we don't do it or two dumb guys. Two really dumb guys talk about David Lynch. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Does that sound good, Devin? That sounds good to me. So check out Howard the Duck. Uh, Devin, you have anything else to say about Howard? Uh, long live Howard the Duck, man. Yeah. Long live. He's a good guy. Good guy. Good guy. Steve Gerber... Uh, passed away by the way oh that sucks it was a while back rest in peace yeah uh read his uh read his books if you're a comic book fan you never checked out steve gerber his defenders run his uh daredevil his devil runs okay he had his other book called omega the unknown about this uh kid who's like he finds out his parents are robots and he's like mind melded sort of with this other guy who uh, is from another dimension. It's very bizarre. Um, and then, of course, Howard. And I'm uh, waiting on... Uh, there's supposed to be a book of Destroyer Duck where it's all Jack Kirby's pencils. Just the pencils. Nice. Looking forward to that. Um, anyways, we are a band. We play shows, but there's a lot of shows. You have to follow at Myrtle Beach Shows on Instagram or wherever the hell to uh, be updated with all these uh, great happenings. Uh, May 12th at Fresh Brewed Coffee House. Uh, Windley, Penalty Box, Fallscape, Brevity. May 12th, Fresh Brewed Coffee House, $10 APM. May 20th, Clean Sweep, Noam, Ocala. May 20th at Fresh Brewed Coffee House, $10 APM. June 8th, Metal Baby at Arcadia Studios, Mall, Tombstone, Revenge of Brutality, and Narsera. Arcadia Studios, June 8th, $10, 6.30 p.m. June 16th at Fresh Brewed Coffee House. Uh, June 16th, Bedlam Hour, Brandy and the Butcher, Heavy for the Vintage and Circuit at Fresh Brewed Coffee House, June 16th, $10, 7 p.m. Now at the Brick House Lounge on June 17th, you can still get tickets on Eventbrite for only $20. I recommend you do that. Windley, Turn of Forte, Hymns of Blasphemy, Graves of Valor, Knife in the Dark, Your Spirit Dies, No Cure, Extortionist. That's right, Extortionist. They changed their name. <laughs> my Children, My Bride, June 17th. Now at the Brick House Lounge, uh, $20. Get the tickets. That starts at 4 I think it's it's doors at four. And the show Shows starts at, at five. five. 
you got to follow at Myrtle Beach shows on Instagram or yes. wherever the hell to be updated. Yes. With all we're kicking, we're kicking off that bad boy. We're kicking off the big metal day. Hell yeah. We're also, uh, this coming Sunday, May 7th, we will be in Fayetteville, North Carolina. I don't know who many Fayetteville people listen. There's probably a few, <laughs> Yeah, but we'll be in your town. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What was that? What did I say? May 7th. Yep. That's going to be us found footage. They changed the lineup. Who's on the bill? Uh, you got to go to Fayetteville at the Rowan Skate Park yeah. to find out, baby. May 7th. Let's <laughs> I go. I know for lack of a term is playing. Yeah, for lack of a term. Is that it? That is all I got. You got to follow at Windley underscore band for more Windley crap. While you're taking a crap, you got to go on windleyhub.blogspot.com. And don't forget to message us. Did you check under the fishbowl for more movies? Or cut it out. Or cut it out I just for need no more three movies. responses. Three responses of either. Yeah, just you, will, you will decide. Cut it out. Did you check under the fishbowl? All right. All right. See ya. Go to hell.